Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. I was talking to some friends earlier this week, and they were recounting a pretty dramatic story of um, basically raising a woman from the dead. It's a pretty wild story. They were at uh, kind of a small group gathering, and and this gal just went down. Um, No medical reasons, no explanations for it, no medical history. Um, Stopped breathing, and her heart stopped beating. And, you know, immediately two things happened. Someone in the group who did um, know something of CPR kind of jumped in and tried to offer that. At the same time, a couple of... Our friends who are really, you know, kind of mighty prayer warriors just, um, you know, bam, began praying. And I don't know all the details, and, and it's not really the point of the story, but this this gal came back to life. And the CPR wasn't working. Like, they could get some breath into her, but it couldn't get her heart beating again. And anyway, they really felt like they were sort of calling this gal back from, from death. And... Um, I hear those stories and I go, that's the real stuff. (laughs) You know, that like, whoa, they're walking with God. They're getting it done. They're bringing the kingdom, you know, whether it's, you know, just a remarkable teaching that you hear, somebody who just knocks it out of the park and some prophetic message for the world today or, you know, a miracle, a healing, you know, I hear those stories and I go, that's it. That's the real stuff. And kind of everything else needs to line up under that, you know, yeah. in terms of an expression of are we really bringing it? Are we really walking a genuine Christian experience? And and I, I just need to stop and say, no, lies. Like that's so popular and that's so in us and it's in me, but – The case that we're making in this series is actually that the quality of the relationship you offer, what it's like to relate to you, Mm -hmm. is the greatest, deepest, truest expression of your walk with Christ, of your spirituality, not even raising the dead. Does the scripture compare with your style of relating, Mm -hmm. you you know, the quality of the loving that you do and not just, oh, well, I love that person. Oh, well, I'm trying to love them more. We're talking about what is it like to be with you as a human being? What is your relational impact on others? This, This is far more pervasive, profound, daily, true, and frankly, a far better test, mm-hmm. proof of a person's character, godliness, spirituality, walk with God. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty it's a pretty radical statement, friends, but I think the more that we press into this, the more you're going to see, whoa, is that true? You know, we're all pretty wowed by the 
mm-hmm. by the big stories and, and by the big gifting, you know, and meeting someone who's like super gifted and we think that's it. That's it, you know. The case we're making, this is the third in a in a series of podcasts that we'll be offering on relationship and loving and, and how to relate well. So, um, Craig, with that, um, react to that. React to people that you know mm-hmm. held up in esteem by others that on one hand gifted, mm-hmm. on another hand relating well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John. Um, you know, I think of the way Jesus put it so simply: um, "By this, all men will know you're my disciples if you have love for one another." And I think, as you pointed out, love is is that central uh, kind of litmus test of the work of God in your life. And um, what I've found is that uh, we either are looking for something else as the indicator of my maturity, my walking with God, some experience or giftedness or insight. We don't often look at how do I relate or even get feedback from others on how we relate. And we're kind of generally content to assume that because I'm kind of generically kind, generically patient, um, just kind of uh, generically good that I am loving. Right. And what's astonishing is when you dig into Scripture, when you walk with God over a season, you, you begin to realize that that generic kindness, goodness, that um, nice kind of relational style or sociability isn't what Christ is talking about. I mean, when he starts telling us, love your enemies and forgive and so on and so forth, you begin to realize that um, how very difficult, uh, how much it requires God, you know, to do this thing. This is not, yeah, I am not able to accomplish this. Exactly, exactly. You have lived in the um, kind of church leadership world for a long time and you still interact with a lot of church leaders, both here and in the United States and around the mm-hmm. world, and and is that what you're finding? Are you finding a kind of a high quality of relating? <laughs> no, here's what I'm finding. Here's what I'm finding. I'm finding that, uh, like me, there are just so many men out there in positions of leadership that um, are finding our validation by some other means than how well I relate. Um, We're looking to something else, knowledge of the word, some experience, giftedness, the size of our church, the quality of our friends, uh, our popularity, whatever. But um, to take a hard look at your heart and look at yourself, um, that's another story, that self-reflective person. And the truth is, John, uh, (laughs) they're no different than me in that you know, as we're doing this series, I'm just so aware of the – I'll minimize it and say the three or four people that um, I just don't love. Yeah. I mean, it's beyond that. It's like I just uh, – they've hurt me. They have done harm to me. And uh, to love them um, in some way, I've 
considered as just not possible in this life and world, nor a requirement, um, nor something God would have me to do. It's just they're done. I'm done with them. You just kind of let them fade away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not unique to me. I mean, you talk to any man or woman and you get into their story and what's beneath their wounds, their brokenness. So much of the way they're behaving is a person, a person. And then when you go after, now, how would Jesus have us relate to that person who's done great harm to us or those around us? I mean, that's a question we don't really ask or ask of one another. Mm. Mm. Um, okay, so in order to progress here in our series on learning yeah. to love well, you know, I pray that your love would abound more and more in yes. knowledge and depth of insight, the quality of the relational experience that people have mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. What am I like to relate? What is the quality mm-hmm. of the relating I'm offering? Not just, as you were saying, just a generic niceness, not just a generic benevolence, not just a generic sweetness mm-hmm. even. Oh, have a nice day. You know, it's just mm-hmm. so good to hear from you. Um, even generic encouragement. I was with a gal a couple weeks ago and a really sweet gal. Now we're talking really sweet. Mm-hmm. This is a genuine saint. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking somebody who's awesome. Um, but her encouragement feels so shallow mm-hmm. because she offers it to everyone mm-hmm. and she offers it kind of indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. You're so awesome. You're just amazing. Mm-hmm. God, you're just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and after a while you go, well, wow, that just doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, believe you. I, mm-hmm. I'm not encouraged by your attempts to encourage me. It feels so shallow. Yes. And so, again, we're not talking, gang, about, oh, let's just all love people better. Yes. We're, we're talking about what is the quality of the relational experience people have with you? Mm-hmm. What, what is the substance of your relational style, impact, depth, you know, quality of how we relate. And as Craig and I were getting into this, um, kind of preparing for a number of uh, related podcasts in this series, we realized we're going to have to do one on forgiveness pretty early in the series, or we're just not going to get headway here. Because as soon as you get into this, what you come up against pretty quickly is um, forgiveness is going to be really necessary. If if you're going to offer substantive, relational depth, quality, trueness, persistence, right? Uh, yes. And, <laughs> and there's these exasperating declarations of Christ that are unavoidable on forgiveness. I mean, John, when he is teaching us how to pray and says, if you forgive other people, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. If you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I mean, it's like, huh? What? Right. Can I share another one? Yes. Oh, in Matthew, you know, uh, Jesus is talking about the parable of the unmerciful servant. And, you know, Peter asks, how many times should he forgive his brother or sister? Up to seven times? <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds generous to me. Uh, and Jesus says, I, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. 
and then he he uses the parable of the of the uh, uh, servant who's forgiven much and freed from his debt, and he goes out and beats up and chokes and demands others pay him what he has been owed. And uh, Christ tells a story and says, you know, he confronts this guy he had forgiven and who is unforgiving of others. He says, you wicked servant, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And then in anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Mm. I read those. Mm. John, Mm. I mean, who does that? I mean, really? Mm. And so, yes, in relationships, John, it, it just seems to me that the world we live in is one where our need for forgiveness is massive, both for our sins, mm-hmm. and then in reaction or relation to those who've sinned against us. Mm. And Christ speaks really plainly here, we're to forgive from the heart, <laughs> you know, and yeah. we're to love our enemy. So, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. this big, yeah. huge yep. 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 elephant in the room that when you're talking about relationships. It is the elephant in the room. Yes, it is because, friends, again, we've got some really great podcasts coming talking about relational styles, you know, and, and understanding your impact on others and how profoundly beautiful that can be, the power of your life. And, but we just can't go there. All that's going to be advice until we deal with issues yes. of the heart. And if you want to love better than you currently do which I think all of us want, we got to go out forgiveness first, you know, because it's in the way. And as you're talking, Craig, I want to quickly clarify, not just for the big things, gang, like a betrayal, a profound violation, abuse. Friends, um, forgiveness simply for the daily disappointment. Yes. Any person experiences in relationship with others, you know, people too busy to check in on you, people who do check in on you, but frankly, they're multitasking and they may be talking to you on the phone, but they're also checking their email, texting someone and, you know, thinking about what they're going to do this evening. I mean, just disappointment. Mm -hmm. Like this is – I'm trying to show how pervasive it is. Like, yes, for the big, huge issues, but – if you're going to love well and you're going to stay loving well, forgiveness is going to be a pretty huge part of of like a practice. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. a lifestyle. Yeah. It's something we offer or do, but then we, in your illustration, John, need to realize that throughout the day, we're probably offending, violating in such little ways, a lack of kindness or a word, others. I mean... For any community or relationship of any nature to exist, I think forgiveness, offering it or asking for it is almost like breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, I'm thinking of uh, we've had some house church experiences where if you live in close proximity to people, 
week in and week Mm -hmm. out. You know, this is why busyness and large groups and large cities and anonymity, those things really work for us, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're just, you're not really in relationship with people, but man, you get into a family system, you get into a small group or a small church or, you know, some kind of context that you are are actually forced to relate to the same people, Mm -hmm. you know, over and over again, uh, day in and day out through the months and through the years. Um, Okay. So step one in forgiveness, Greg, we're making the case it's pretty obvious Forgiveness is going to have to be part of our lifestyle if we're going to love well. Mm-hmm. Meaning what? John, I, I think typically how people would answer that is just, you know, kind of think through people who've offended or hurt you and then just, um, you know, pray a prayer where you before God, just ask God, tell God that I, I forgive Joe, I forgive Sam, and and uh, I choose to forgive them, and I, I let them go, I give them to you, I give you my pain and my hurt. And I, I think that's a good first step, but I, mm. I think there might be some things that precede that. Mm. And mm. Um, I, so I think... While that may be the first step or close to it, I think eventually when it comes to forgiving, um, what precedes that is uh, just this profound recognition that I'm incapable of forgiving in and of myself, um, that I cannot forgive incredibly abusive people or events uh, without some recognition of God being either in, around, a part of that event, finding God in such a way and recognizing his grace, his power, his goodness, his larger story, recognizing mm. somehow that God's involvement in this and by his strength and grace, by being in Christ and Christ in me, I can actually surrender this. What I'm talking about is, is something deeper than just the quick go through the prayer, I forgive them thing. Mm. Um, I think there are things we do in the Christian life, shifts we can make that we can accomplish. Like I can go into Joe's office and choose to um, be kind, ask him how he's doing, be engaged and listen and have conversation. I'm capable of doing that kind of on my own Mm. out of Mm. the work God's done in me. Right. But if That's good. if you're asking me to go to someone who has mm. abused me, deeply harmed me, uh, affected my life, my family, uh, my well-being, I think that's an act and requires a shift of the heart that to actually forgive, to actually do that, that requires some initiation, some part of me, but ultimately God working in mm-hmm. me and bringing me mm-hmm. to a point where mm-hmm. I can do it with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I notice in that, Craig, in my own experience is it begins with a willingness to let God do that. Yes. 
Yes. It, you know, of course, we're talking about a supernatural life, you know, of yes. loving well, forgiving generously. But there is something, am I willing to let God do that in me? Frankly, there's some unforgiveness that, frankly, we just enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, no, I, I don't want God to do that work in my heart. I'm still pissed. I'm still holding this out against someone, you know. Yeah. Or or another version of that is, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I forgive them. I uh, have no intention of being in their presence ever again, yeah. but I forgive them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to go, wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Really? It sounds like a pretty superficial level of forgiveness if, you know— Yes, I forgive them, but I eject them from the universe, you know. (laughs) I think, John, there are things God asks of us that are absolutely impossible for us to do apart from him. And uh, the weakness we have is, as you put it, we just don't even turn to him and say, could it be possible? Or I let it be possible. Yes. To forgive yes. that monster? Yes. God, show me what that looks like, what yes. that means, yes. what you're asking of me to go to him. Because that monster just occupies this controlling, powerful, mm. painful place that mm. we really don't believe God can touch. Mm. Obviously, friends, we're going to have to pick this up next week. So we're going to come back to forgiveness, what it looks like how it really plays out in our lives so that we can get to loving well because it's in the way. So you've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. I'm John Eldridge, Craig McConnell here, and we'll catch you next time on part two on forgiveness here in our series on relationships.